This episode of With Love and Justice for All is brought to you by Bliss Books and Wine. Bliss Books and Wine is an independent black-owned bookstore for wine enthusiasts and book lovers. Listed as one of the black-owned bookstores in America that amplify the best in literature by OprahDaily.com, Bliss Books and Wine is your go-to for all your favorite titles, including ebooks and audiobooks. And when we buy from black-owned businesses, we are helping to create a world of racial equity. When ordering online, use the code 846BOOK for a 10% discount. That's 846-B-O-O-K for a 10% discount at blissbooksandwine.com. Through mindfulness practices focusing on anti-racism, we increase our emotional resilience, recognize our biases, and make real our common humanity. Join Project Sanctus every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern for Walking Each Other Home, a weekly guided meditation and embodied mindfulness practice on Zoom and Facebook. Let's walk together on the paths of justice and racial healing with humility, kindness, and love. Learn more at ProjectSanctus.com. Exploring the healing and culture building practices of embodied anti-racism. This is With Love and Justice for All with Reverend Ogan Holder and Reverend Kelly Isola. Welcome to With Love and Justice for All podcast with my uh, partner in crime and consciousness, Reverend Ogan Holder. What up? And wow, you usually are kind of quiet. Um, yeah, what up? Well, today is a good what up because we're talking about what happens in vagueness stays in vagueness. But with uh, on we, what we usually talk about generally on almost always are conversations around embodied anti-racism, dismantling oppression, um, fostering liberation uh, with love, justice, uh, and liberation for all is our uh, foundation, is our, our catalyst, and very often tying it to what we talk about to the special challenges that can arise within spiritual communities, churches, faith-based organizations, as well as uh, spiritual seekers, you know, as an individual and as collective. And today, our episode, as I said, is what happens in vagueness stays in vagueness. We're going to take a look at the Republican Party's recently resist commitment to America. Um, the who, Recent, uh, recently released. You said recently resist. Yes, we will resist it. Did I say resist? Pretty sure did you I did. Really? <laughs> recently resist. Well, it's a it applies because a, I am recently resisting this recently rele- released. I was going to say save, save the Freudian slips for just the, just like get past the opening, <laughs> then we can Freudian slip all we want. Ah well, what perfect. can I say? It's, it's embedded. <laughs> But so the Republican Party released this uh, recently, this it's called Commitment to America. And it's who, what it's really committed to. We don't know who it harms. We know. um, And how can we not give consent to the commitment? Uh, It's it's, so we're going to it's it. And we called it what happens in vagueness stays in vagueness, because I'm not sure we're going to actually be able to answer any questions about it. Well, uh, again, the reason we call it that is because the 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 things they release are very intentionally vague um yes. and and a lot lot of room for a lot of stuff to happen in them so we're gonna 
we're going to break them down um, a, a little bit um, as well, like she said. Uh, but first, uh, a few uh, a few messages, things upcoming, announcements, notices, whatever. Um, as always, you can you can weigh in on on what we talk about or request topics for us to talk about. Uh, hit us up on social media, Facebook, Instagram. It's at Get Our Holy On. Um, we have a phone number four one three Get Holy or four one three four three eight four six. Five nine. If you don't have letters on your phone, you can leave a voicemail. It's just a voice box. You won't get us uh, right away. Um, but you can always leave a message there. Um, very excited this week. Well, depending on when you're listening on this, uh, September 27th. We're recording this on Tuesday, September 27th. Tonight, we start uh, a new 846 nonfiction book club um, selection. It is called Do the Work. It is probably the most, um, 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 what do you call it, engaging actual activities to do around dismantling white supremacy, both internally and around you. It's going to be running six Tuesdays. And of course, if you can't make the first one, it doesn't mean you don't jump in. Please go ahead and join us anytime you can. Special note, the second week, we'll be doing it on a Monday night instead of a Tuesday night. Um, and finally, if you happen to not have ordered the book yet, please do it from our Black-owned bookstore partners, Bliss Books and Wine. Use the code, code 846BOOK to get a 10% discount. If you cannot make any of these evenings with us, get the book anyways. Trust me, you will, you will learn a lot. I thought I knew some stuff. And it's like almost every activity I'm doing, there's more I am learning as well. This is not just a book for white bodies. Um but it's a book for white bodies. That's all I'm going to say. It's, yeah. it's, it's done. Not, not to be just as vague as our title. But, yeah. Uh, but yes. Um, so we got that going on. We've got one more fiction book um, gathering that we're doing. That is October 27th. How the One-Armed Sister Sweeps Her House. So um, one more chance to get some good fiction written by, by Black female authors in. Um, and again, buy it from Bliss Books and Wine. And we also got a couple of workshops coming up. First one is through Unity Eastern Region, their conference, October 3rd through 6th. Register for that right now. Things unityeasternregion.org is the website. And we're talking about building, uh, we're going to have the past, present, future as, as, as the framework for how we build a conscious anti-racist society moving forward. And then October 2021-22 through Project Sanctus, we're doing an intersectionality, why a new prism is needed. That's another workshop we are doing. And we will explore frameworks and definitions of identity, intersectionality, power, and vantages. Participants will create a shared understanding, lay the groundwork for deeper analysis, and investigate how intersectionality can be applied within the framework of anti-bias education, theological principles, and spiritual practices in order to teach about multiple identities and oppression. So if you are part of a spiritual community, lay leader, congregant, minister, staff member, this is really important in terms of getting information about how, how, how do we really take everything into account when we say we're creating a welcoming community because there are gonna be a diverse group of folks, a multiplicity of things coming and sitting in front of you or your congregation, does everyone sitting in front of you really feel welcome, 
feel like they belong and this will um, help with that if you're worried about how much this will cost we we are having a, we're doing and we call it an economic justice funding program there are different price points based on where you might be economically we will let you decide that and even if those are beyond your reach please contact us and we will work something out um i love to barter uh, apropos of nothing um uh, I met someone recently who I told them about our podcast, about the podcast that I do. And they were like, oh, I have a great idea for a podcast. I just need somebody to show me how. I was like, I will show you how. And they're like, I can't pay you. I'm like, what do you do? I teach yoga. I said, well, you're going to pay me in yoga classes. I will come to your yoga classes and, you and I'll show you how to do a podcast. So boom, yeah. there you go. So I'm, I'm, all, I'm all about the barter. All right. So uh, although I do, I, I am too. And I enjoy cash. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't pay. You can't pay. You can't pay your light bill or put gas in your car with barter. No, I know that the electric company doesn't care. Like I, I'll do social media for you. They don't care. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, 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 uh, you know, cash is king. Barter is all the nights sitting at the wrong table. But it's but the king is the king. Uh, yep. <laughs> you know, I jumped into that metaphor. I didn't quite know where I was going with it, but I think I might have stuck the landing with just a little hop. Oh well, we'll All be right. the first or last. So here we go. Uh, what happens in vagueness stays in vagueness. So as you know, uh, the midterms coming up, um, or or two episodes ago, I think it was episode forty-five. We talked about what's at stake in the midterms and why it's important that each and every one of us is very committed to making sure we are registered to vote. We go and vote um, and be clear about again what's at stake if. Uh, Republicans um, truly regain control of the of the House and the Senate, um, and we we got we got a, we got a glimpse with the overturning of Roe v. Wade, followed up by a proposal for a nationwide abortion ban. Um, it's it's galvanized people very much. Uh, you remember Kansas recently voted to make sure that the right was kept on their um, and in their consti- their state constitution and not overturned. You, you've had many Republican candidates realizing that, you know, they may have poked the bear, have been scrubbing it from their websites and kind of softening their tone, even though, you know, just previous weeks, they'd been very clear about their anti-abortion stance. So, uh, yeah. well, yes. and, 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 you know, uh, number 45's continued. There seems no end or end of life or tentacles is reached just continues right. to dominate everything and everything yes so we talked about that in episode 45 uh um take a listen you can also go back and listen to episodes we did around um roe v wade and why that is um why that what was the title of the episodes why uh, roe v wade is is justice or yeah something like that. anyways you can you can look them up. They're they're all there. Um, so we did those episodes. So a few days ago, uh, the Republican Party released, I guess, for lack of a better term, is a manifesto, sort of a a party statement of this is this is what we stand for, and they called it a commitment to America. Uh, there, it's a it's a one page PDF you can read. So it's, you know, very... I, and I, I don't even want to offer the web address. Like, I really don't want people to go. You, you can... Yeah. Just Google commitment, GOP commitment to America, to America and, and you'll find yeah. the website. 
please do not expect any greater detail on the website because there really isn't any as to how they will achieve these things. But we thought we'd, we'd, we'd take a look at it again, sort of again to that follow-up of what's at stake because one of the things that we always talk about in terms of, of our creating an anti-racist society and how we be anti-racist is what's the least amount of harm we can do? Do less harm, right? We will, because of who we are and what we've internalized and because we're human, we will inevitably or unconsciously do some harm. Right. The goal we've always talked about is become conscious about sort of what your un, what your unconscious is guiding you yeah. towards doing and and then make choices to do less harm. There's a lot of harm. There's a space for a lot of harm in this commitment to America that they that they describe. And, you know, I can I can hear some folks already saying you guys are getting too political. You're talking politics and, you know, again. We... So let's, but let me remind everybody listening, yes. the root of the word politics is people. So that's what, you know, when, when someone, that's what my response to people, when I get, you know, ah, oh, there you are being all political again. Yes, right. because it's about people. It's about people. It's about how we choose to be in relationship with each other and how we choose to govern each other. And also I don't, know if people are aware of this, but many congregants, uh, many uh, uh, participants in spiritual communities, many spiritual seekers, if they're not busy bypassing, they're trying to put this all in sort of a spiritual context because because that's what us spiritual seekers do. We we put we we live our lives primarily um, and or endeavor to through a spiritual lens, a spiritual context. And 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 this is a part of our lives. Right. I think sometimes you just want to compartmentalize and put the politic and stuff in that silo over there well, and, and don't touch it till election time rolls around or, or well, the, whatever. But the, and the the um, the huge hiccup in the idea of, you know, when you talk about a spiritual context and spirituality is there's this, I think, largely unconscious, unexamined assumption what that spiritual context means. And people assume it means if it's a spiritual context, then everything, you know, kumbaya reigns. That, um, you know, a spiritual context is things are smooth and we get along and, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that a spiritual context could not possibly include, you know, revolution or upset or discomfort or... Um, right. And I know we've talked about this with spiritual bypassing, but, I, you know, the for me, I'm like, pay attention when you talk about, you know, let's get back to our spiritual principles. This is a spiritual principle because yes, we're talking is. about, you know, how we treat each other. We're talking about how we treat life. We're talking about how, you know, inhumane or humane we are, how, how you know, even the how idea we, of sacrifice. How we create heaven on earth. That might be a little too woo-woo for you. That's that's a little too well. Well, I wouldn't say it. It is a little too woo-woo because people think here heaven and they think it means. Yeah, I don't mean I'm, I don't mean the, I don't mean the afterlife heaven. I mean you know. No, I'm, I know. I'm, but I'm referring still... to 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 the idea of 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 a a, a place and presence of love. Yeah, but what if that love. heaven 
that place of love, that consciousness also includes ick. Well, of course, of course. Love Who's is messy. Say that heaven love can't is... have that heaven can't be messy. Lo- love is love is messy. Oh yeah, you know there's some back alleys in heaven that some stuff's going yeah. down. Um <laughs> Uh, yes, love is love is back alleys in heaven. Wait, wait, wait. I gotta pause on that. There's back alleys in heaven. Excellent. That seems like a, another podcast title. But yeah, we might have to update it for this one. Too bad it's already named. Um, um, ex- exactly. Um, because because you you know you know you know there's some jazz there's some jazz musicians that are in heaven misbehaving because you know jazz musicians. Um, and I throw them under the bus because. I was one of them, so mm. I can I can I can say it out loud. All right, so let's let's get into what we're talking about. We didn't segue too much there at all. Um, so when you look at this commitment to America, um, it's it's under four. There's four broad categories, and you know I'll give them I'll give them points for this. I'm I'm a fan of simplifying things. I'm a fan of less is more. So unfortunately, this is less is less. But um, they did they too did, much less. Too much less. So four categories, an economy that's strong, a nation that's safe, a future that's built on freedom, a government that's accountable. And at this point, you're going, eh, none of that sounds so horrible, right? Mm -mm. Okay. Then we got some, we got some, we got some sub points. We got some bullets, some subtitles under each main category. So under an economy that's strong, there's fight inflation and lower the cost of living. There's make America energy independent and reduce gas prices. There's strengthen the supply chain and end dependence on China. Now we're not going to break down every single little thing. And there's a, there are little descriptors under each of those subheadings as well. We ain't got the time to go through all of this. We ain't got the bandwidth to go through all this, but the couple of things did jump out at us because it's, they say, this is what we're going to do and their history and their present tells a whole different story. For example, they're going to fight inflation, lower the cost of living um, through pro pro growth tax and deregulatory policies. So the so the full sentence reads: increase take home pay, create good paying jobs, bring stability to the economy through pro growth tax and deregulatory policies. If there's anything this party has demonstrated, is their day of pro growth tax is massive tax cuts to the wealthy right right and not to the middle and lower classes now right. we know that doesn't work well trickle down econ- uh, uh, economics has proven disastrous there's there's lots of studies that's been done on it but i don't know if you heard what happened with the uh the british pound sterling today Yes, it dropped yesterday. Yeah. Why did it drop? Because their new prime, their new prime minister. uh, Oh my God! Just about to say her name. I, you know, these mental. uh, Trust. Yes, trust. Uh, She is. She is very um, uh, Margaret Thatcher esque. And what she did was roll out a bunch of tax cuts, huge tax cuts, especially to the wealthy, and basically. You know, given Britain, like many other economies around the world, especially with the rising gas prices and expenses, the economy was already in a mess. So she cut a lot of taxes and basically is it's again introducing and and how do we pay for these tax cuts is the country either borrows money or slashes uh, public services. 
So as a result of all of that mess, the pound lost a chunk of value. Uh, something like one third its value or um, something like well, that? Well, rel- relative to the number. U.S. dollar. Relative to the yeah. U.S. Right, dollar, right, right. right? So it was, right. it was worth a little more than a U.S. dollar. I think it was like, you know, 170 or something that dropped all the way down to like 103. I'm not an economist. Don't quote me on that. Um, but but yes, there was it was a chunk of value that that it lost, which was not bringing stability to the economy. Uh, the GOP loves to deregulate things; does not like regulation. We know when things get deregulated, especially environmental regulations, that things turn to ick, to yuck. There's more pollution, and of course, who does more pollution disproportionately affect people of color? Yep. Because they tend to be in um, not the greatest of neighborhoods where, where they love to put those factories in their plants. Why aren't they in the greatest of neighborhoods? Because, I mean, we ain't got to go through the whole history of like, you know, redlining and all that mess and so on and so forth. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Forgot to tell you. This is this is a real time behind the scenes. I forgot to tell you. I, I'm i friends with the woman who works for the Realtor Association of America, and she might be coming on our podcast to talk about some of that. Oh. Stay tuned. Yes. Stay tuned. Um, all right. So that was so so. That's an example of you know what they're what, what they're talking about. Again, the myth around lowering gas prices. No one in this country really has any control of the price of gas at the pump. They 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 do not. Um, and the myth that it's the president who has control of it does not. Um, and by the way. You know, again, not an economist, but one of the reasons that the country is in the recession-like status that it's in is because of all the money that was flooded into the market during COVID. Remember during COVID and people yeah. weren't working and the government yeah. sent checks, right? Remember under COVID, mm-hmm. we were under both Republican and Democratic presidents and administrations and folks needed some help. So, so checks were sent out. Uh, PPP loans were sent out uh, that didn't have to be repaid. By the way, many of those folks who received PPP loans were deep-pocketed rich folk, both Republican and Democrats. Nobody was complaining about the loans then, about the free money then. Um, but, But that's what got all the money. And when there's too much money, in the economy, we get uh, you know floating around. This this is my understanding of of what what happens um, to our economy. So so this is this so is I'm, a t- tail end of of helping people out. Sorry, go ahead. Well, you, you know, since we're talking about you know what happens in vagueness stays in vagueness. Yeah. Um, you know, that's all it says is you know to bring stability to the economy through pro growth tax and deregulatory policies. That's all it says. So you're asking me to trust you, you know, yeah. to to create an economy that's strong with this sort of kind of sort of with I have these, no idea what that means. Yeah. With these two things, which you don't have a good track record. Right. Well, it, and the the other document that you that um, they have a preamble. For oh, this yes. Commitment on the, to on America. The website, there's a preamble. Yeah. They have a preamble, which is sort of these which is more vagueness. Um, on kind of their thoughts. So there's this one, the first section of it says that America is exceptional. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, we we yeah. are exceptionally, and there's a lot of adjectives I <laughs> can use after that. There's a lot of ways you could define exceptional, but what, <sighs> one of the things that's in there 
um, one of the statements under this America is exceptional says mm -hmm. we embrace the responsibility to protect and uphold all that has made this nation the world's shining beacon of hope. For me, I hear that and it's code for the American dream, which is about the mm -hmm. rich getting richer. You yes, know? yes. Yes, it is. America yes, it is. is this shining beacon of hope, meaning, you know, bring us your poor, your huddled masses, and we'll keep you poor and huddled, but the rich will get richer. Exactly. 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 Or we won't, uh, we'll do all we can to stop you from getting in. And when you get in, we're going to bust you somewhere that you didn't think you were going to end up. Right. So we got, the other part of the preamble about that says we celebrate the rich heritage of the American story. <laughs> which it's hard to not cough up a hairball saying that, but we celebrate the rich heritage of the American story and the vibrancy of the American dream. Mm. But so the, 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 what's vague about that when we talk about the American dream is what does the American dream actually mean? Like what yeah. is, you know, like how is that something that's privileged? Well, it's, it's the gaslighting. It's the gaslighting of you yes. come here um, you can work hard, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and, you know, uh, get everything you've ever dreamt about, um, or whatever, whether it's the house with the white picket fence, whether it's like, you know, start your own company and business and be in, like what, whatever that dream might be. And again, as we've talked about many, many times, the path to achieving these things is so not the same for people and they are they are intentional impediments that are set before certain people you know yeah yep. brown folk black folk lgbtq folk women you know don't yeah as yeah, long as you're a white heterosexual man christian background middle class or up you're good um and 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 should there be any of those folks listening right now? <laughs> yeah, that was who, pretty harsh on my who, part. Who said, who said, I have had to work hard. That's not fair. Again, remind you, it's not about you not working hard. It's about they were not the same obstacles in front of you that they right. were in front of somebody who looks like me or somebody who looks like Kelly. Okay. Right. So that's what, that's what we mean. Um, that's yes, when we talk about privilege, that's what we're talking about. Back to basics here. Yep. Unearned benefits. And we know that you did not create this system. You were born into it, just like you yes. and I, Ogan. And we have, well, a, I was, you know, I was, how are we propping it up? I was born into Barbados. So, oh, all right. Okay. Well, when you moved here, when you, yes. you were born into it or moved into it. <laughs> exactly. Sorry. I'm a, remember, I'm an immigrant. It's 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 hard to remember that sometimes. But I know. Like to say immigrants, we get the job done. Here, yeah. <laughs> which takes us actually to the next, the, the second of those four. Yes, a nation that's safe. Commitment to America. Yes, having a nation that's safe. And I, the first, the there, and there's three items under this one too. The mm -hmm. first one really, it, there's so many dog whistles in here. Okay, so secure, let's let, let's yeah, read all read all three first, and then yes. then we'll break it down. Secure the border and combat illegal immigration. I just have to pause there. Okay, by saying illegal immigration, you're dehumanizing the person. They're undocumented. As long as we continue to call them illegal, we're calling right. them, you know. Yes, when a person denigrating. crosses the border. 
turns themselves into authorities seeking sanctuary, that is legal, right? Yes, 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 they are people who come in illegally um, and don't go through that process. However, what we've seen over and over is that they're both treated the same way. Okay, right. so that that stunt recently we talked about, I think we talked about it. The stunt that Governor Ron no, DeSantis pulled. You know what? I talked I about it we... on Pub Theology. Sorry, my other yeah. podcast. They're all blurring together. But when you know Ron DeSantis and and the governor of Texas ship busloads of folks to D.C. or to Martha's Vineyard, those folks were legal immigrants. They came in. They right. declared uh, that they they declared not sanctuary. What what do you call it when you're uh, asylum? Asylum, right? They're declaring asylum, and when you declare asylum, you are allowed to enter the country. And until your court hearing comes up, you're allowed to move around the country, right? Right. Um, and what uh, under the under the guise of we're going to expedite this process and get you jobs, Ron DeSantis thought it would be oh so funny to uh, ship a busload of them without letting anyone know from Texas to Martha's Vineyard, because um, apparently that's where all the Democrats hang out. Um, and, and when they got there, uh, those folks were thoroughly confused. They, they, yep. they lied and said, we're going to be taking you to Boston where there's support to expedite your, your process. Uh, and it wasn't true at all. Um, well, I think he was, he, he, I think he was thinking he would, Martha's Vineyard would implode. Like we weren't, you know, right. oh, and, and the what folks, are all these people the, doing here? The folks in Martha's Vineyard, especially a lot of small churches stepped yep. up Yes, they and did. Help those folks out. So yes, jokes did. on you, buddy. Jokes on yeah. you. Uh, so security border, combat illegal immigration, reduce crime and protect public safety, defend America's national security. Those are the three main points under a nation that's safe. When we look at reduce crime and protect public safety, support it, uh, some couple other points, support 200,000 more police officers through recruiting bonuses <laughs> and oppose all <laughs> efforts to defund the police. Okay, so I don't know. I didn't see anything in here about appropriate training, about retraining, about, um, yeah, um, and oppose all efforts to defund the police, again, which has become that catchphrase to scare um, older white people in suburbs that somehow you know, a person looking like me is going to break in their home in the middle of the night. When they get 911, there'll be a busy signal. That's not what's going to happen. That has never happened. That's not going to happen. Again, right. the phrase to fund the police talks about reallocating the excessive amounts of funds that some cities put into their police departments and reallocating them towards the things that can actually help stop crime at the root, more public services, more after school programs, more mental right. health services. Those are the sort of things that that happen. Defund the police, arguably not the best brand name, but no. it's really reallocation of those um, funds that really the police kind of don't need all of them at all. So apparently they're going to compound the problem by hiring more officers. Well, and in their um, and in their preamble, so there's you know those three sections. The America's exceptional. The second section is we will not allow it. I'm like, oh, could you be more patriarchal? What what are we not? What <laughs> like, are we now? What are we now allow? What are we not allowing? <laughs> yeah, well, there's several things apparently, but uh, okay. one of them is because uh, because no American should live in fear 
we commit to reverse soft on crime policies that have caused violence in our communities. Public safety is a necessity, not a privilege. Yeah. Yes. I don't even know what that means. So, so I'll tell you what that means. I'll tell you what that means. Crime is up. Like there's, yes. no, you can look at crime statistics. Crime is up. And again, their answer to crime being up is more police officers and more guns a, and more guns, as opposed to going, huh, why might crime be up at the tail end of a two year pandemic right. where many people aren't working anymore? Have where, lost their homes and right, their jobs. Where because um, mainly because of some, you know, Russian crazy dude decided to invade a neighboring country. Gas prices have skyrocketed up. People can't mm -hmm. afford gas anymore. And, and that's food. affect all the supply chain things and food's gone up. Yeah. Why not look at why the crime's going up yep. <laughs> and kind of deal with it at the root cause? But, you know, so and but it's more of this vagueness thing. We commit to reverse soft on crime policies. Yeah. Like you're not like I like I want to see a sentence that goes such as, right. um, you know, these soft on crime policies that have caused violence in the communities, such as, exactly. um, you know, and I can't yeah. help but, um, uh, you know, think about those. Um, I don't know, like soft on crime policies, um, like it just, I don't know why, and you, maybe you can connect this for me, but it makes me think of all of those, you know, the living wild black thing, you know, like um, mm -hmm. meeting a friend in Starbucks, like jogging while black, yeah. um, shopping while black, you know, eating lunch on a college campus. Well, or, 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 you know, we, um, so, so a more, um, I think a, a better example would be uh, again, um, the disproportionate amount of people of color who are arrested for misdemeanor drug, drug crimes. You know, yes. more and more states are legalizing marijuana, for example, still technically right. illegal at the federal level. But more and more states are legalizing it. But, but you know, we, we came out with the war on drugs and it was an obvious war on drugs. And we say basically do a soft war on drugs, like a guerrilla campaign on drugs. Um, so, so there's still a lot of folks uh, who look like me being arrested for for very very small amounts of drug possession, even though research and study after study has shown that that white people um, consume drugs at the same rate, but they are yeah. searched or suspected a lot less. Um, so so there's so there's that, and and more and more um authorities are going like you know dude had dude had half an ounce of pot on him we, we're we're not we're not gonna waste time and resources on this right but there was a call to i think go back go back to the glory days of stop and frisk yes. and throwing the bucket throwing the bucket folk by the way oh um under the secure board and come back Ill illegal immigration um, uh, at the end of one of those sentences, end catch and release loopholes, require legal status to get a job and eliminate welfare incentives. Eliminate welfare incentives. For me, again, that's code for we're, we're going to remove the safety blanket for poor folk. Right. And again, primarily who are those poor folk? Pro, ah, poor folk? People who look like me. Uh, it's, well, and... It, Sorry, but in that same sentence, require legal status. But just right before that, you know, there is no, you know, combat illegal immigration. Yeah. Right. So, you know, we're going to close the borders 
but you, and maybe if you get in, like making a huge, a bigger gap between actually getting into the country and then getting, requiring legal status, which takes how many years? Exactly. And depending on, let's say you have a spiritual community somewhere, depending on where that spiritual community is located, chances are you have some folks who are asylum seekers in your congregation. You, You may have some folks who are not here through the proper channels, but you know what? They're human beings too. So, so this, yes. This, and this they're, they're actually them. working. They're actually, they're actually working. contributing to the economy, but we yes. better get rid of them because they're just all criminals. Exactly. Uh, but you know what? They, they clearly will not help us build a future on freedom. No. Third, no. third, third big point, a future yep. that's built on freedom. Uh, this one, this, this one really got me. Uh, the the three bullet points under there: make sure every student can succeed and give parents a voice, achieve longer, healthier lives for Americans, confront big tech, and demand fairness. So that first one, that first one, and I gotta I gotta hit both the uh, both the what do you call it the sub points under that sub point. Make yeah. sure every student can succeed and give parents a voice. The first one is advance the parents' bill of rights. Recover lost learning from school closures. I really fascinated to see how that's going to happen. Right. Uh, because, yes, it is a fact that learning was lost. I don't know mm-hmm. how you're going to recover it, given that you're not having a longer school day. But, you know, hey, what do well, I Well, and you're losing teachers left and, and you're right. Losing teachers left and right. Oh, there are states who keep lowering the requirements for what it needs to become yes. a teacher. Keep. Well, right. keep banning books and keep interfering with curriculum. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Teaser. Uh, we, we have a book banning episode coming up soon. Um, so, and then it says, we'll started. <laughs> expand parental <laughs> choice. So over a million more students can receive the education their parents know is best. Ding, ding, ding. Wait, I hear coded language here. <laughs> receive <laughs> the education their parents know is best. Have you met parents? <laughs> First of all, as the parent on the show, as the yeah. parent, I can tell you that I do not know what is best in terms of what is, you know, what needs to be on a school curriculum. Okay. And let's also be clear, this is this is that dog whistle code for pushback against critical race theory, which is again not being taught not being taught in public everybody school. listen hard critical race theory is not, not being, being taught, taught not, in not, school not being taught never has been no. never will be but what again to refresh your memory what it's sort of been uh uh referred to when when we use critical race theory in the parlance of parents who quote unquote know what's best is basically like I don't want my child to feel uncomfortable when you teach him the true history of the United States of America, right? Apparently that's critical race theory and apparently that's bad. Real history is bad because it makes my child feel uncomfortable. And really, honestly, what it is, is it makes me and my grandparents feel uncomfortable. So we don't want to, we don't want our kids to know. Again, the best meme I saw around this was, um, would someone put, so let me get this straight. The people who yell names and threw rocks at Ruby Bridges don't, don't want their grandkids to know that they yell names and threw rocks at Ruby threw Bridges. Rocks. That's, right. that's pretty that's much correct. What, what sums it up. 
So yep. we got we got that going on. And now we have this is the other one that like really pissed me off. Defend yeah. fairness by ensuring that only women can compete in women's sports. Like of all the here's the here's the thing that I love about this. In all the vagueness of this whole document, that one is like scaringly detailed, right? Right. Yeah. Ensure women can compete in women's sports. Uh, so hear that as we are the party that is anti-trans. Right. Simple. And we'll we'll that. tell you what defines a woman. We will tell you that exactly. Now here in Virginia, I am I am you know I do my nomad thing, but I'm currently um, in Virginia right now, and the governor who was elected because he scared people into the whole with, with critical race theory and all the suburban white women parents came out and they're like, oh no, we're not being racist. We just don't want you to teach our kids about real American history. Um, right. They elected, they, they really drove him into office, right? And he just recently overturned um, the ruling here in Virginia that was put in place by previous democratic leadership that basically says uh, that the original ruling was children in schools can use um, the restrooms that identify that that correspond with their chosen identity. Now he's rolled that back and said, "Nope, no more. They have to use the restrooms that corresponds with the with their biological gender at birth, their biological sex." So basically, he's like anti-trans we're not yep. we're not supporting or trans children and it's it's cruel is not a cruel is not a strong enough word to no. to to describe that at at all but yeah that's how we make sure every student can succeed apparently so yeah, yeah so we got we got that ensuring that only women can compete in women's sports um, we've, in case you haven't heard, there are horror stories out there of um, trans, young trans girls and boys having to actually prove who they are, like actually have to be examined in wow. states that don't allow this. Um, I'll, I'll try and find an article. I've read articles about that. I'll put them, put them in the comments at some point. It's 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 horrible there. We have families picking up and relocating to different states because of, of anti-trans legislation. And again, everybody doesn't have the abilities and the resources to do that. And nobody should have to. Right. Nobody should have to. It's heartbreaking. Um, the other thing, achieve longer, healthier lives for Americans. Um, so this is the interesting one because um, it says personalized care to provide affordable options and better quality um, lower prices through transparency, choice, and competition. Um, Republicans for decades and decades have opposed um, allowing Medicare to negotiate drug prices and kept drug prices high. Um, the Biden administration recently passed some legislation in that that big bill that finally just passed the Build Back Better. You know, yeah, it used to be it used to be a lot bigger. <laughs> better right. <laughs> it got yeah. scaled down but one of the things in there if my memory serves me correctly is provisions for medicare to start negotiating prices which means drug prices especially for seniors are going to come down republicans have long 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 opposed this but have not come up with a better plan they oppose the affordable care act they have spent their yep. in, entire administration since it was proposed by president obama and voted uh not voted um uh, made the law of the land 
by Supreme Court. Again, you know, asterisk, asterisk. But since then, uh, they've been seeking to dismantle it, and they have been dismantled it piece by piece by piece, yep. but yet have not put forward another option. So I'm, I don't know where the how in this is. I don't, I don't either. And a- and the all. one piece, the one piece that you didn't actually say of that sentence to, you know, in order to achieve longer, healthier lives for Americans, the <clears throat> the sub bullet is personalized care to provide affordable options of better quality. And the last piece of the sentence says delivered by trusted doctors. Yes. yes. So who exactly have you discerned is a trusted doctor? Right. There's that, there's, there's that too. Right. So there's I more- don't trust you to decide who's a trusted doctor. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I think I trust my doctor, but then, you know, as a woman, I go in with, and, and my doctor is going to rat me out to the authorities because he might think I'm seeking an abortion or think yes. my miscarriage was yeah. abortion related. Yes. Or, or, or won't, yes. you know, the, or the, won't provide the, the services because won't he's scared. provide the service right won't provide the scared. medication that i've right. been taking for years for my arthritis because of the you know so that's a trusted doctor yeah yeah it's i guess a, and yeah i was gonna say a, a trusted doctor i don't i was gonna say a white man yes <laughs> like, no, i'm no. gonna offend them again <laughs> what you're on a roll <laughs> Uh, what's fascinating is, you know, we have very short memories in this country. And what's fascinating is I remember when, you know, um, I think it was the midterms after um, um, Obama was still president. He was still president. I don't remember if this was this first or second term, but it was after the Affordable Care Act was rolled out. He was still president. Um, many states were still refusing to expand their Medicaid, even though the government was giving them free money to do it. And, but some states did. And all of a sudden people are like, oh wait, like I'm like health insurance is cheaper. I'm having access to services I didn't have before. This is okay, right? Now it was, it was labeled Obamacare and people are like, you know, we got to get rid of Obamacare, but they were still enjoying the services. So then right. when the Republicans regained control of the house and I think both the house and the Senate, they rolled out this big old plan to get rid of the Affordable Care Act. Yeah. And then when their constituents, again, Republican constituents made the connection that, oh, wait, the Affordable Care Act is Obamacare. Wait, all these services we are finally getting, you want to take these away from us? Oh, hell no. Because they were actually now saving lives. Right. right. Yeah. And and I remember all these scenes of, of Republican constituents turning up to these town halls screaming at their representatives saying if you dismantle this my spouse is gonna die my child is gonna die you know for the first time uh i can get health insurance with a pre-existing condition and you want to take stuff like that away from me oh hell no i'm one of those that i'm not the republican but i'm one of those uh from the beginning that's been my health care is yeah aca and um and every and every time someone's the anxiety that it produces every time someone steps forward to dismantle it, I just you know I multiply that by millions and millions because just the very fact of saying I'm going to bring this forward, we're going to dismantle this, we're going to get rid of that, you know, with affordable health care, affordable yeah. care act, um, it it literally it physically impacts people. One of the things I love with anxiety, <laughs> yeah. Back to the preamble, 
there's a sentence yeah. in the preamble <laughs> under the section we will not allow it they're simply too yeah. partisan and out of touch to yep. correct course now so again if you've developed a healthcare policy that apparently both democrats republicans all americans have realized we are getting more benefits from it i'm not sure how that's out of touch um you run you run they, they've introduced again um trying to introduce nationwide um um ban on abortion and we got states mm -hmm. we've, uh you know a lot of the uh, what do you call it the after roe v Wade was overturned a lot of states that had bans on the books that were ready to go kicked in wasn't it arizona that recently had the uh you know things reverted back to like some 18th century abortion yes. law and now there's like yep. what, three to five years in prison if you aid and abet anyone um seeking abortion yep. services or have one right but again what did the polls show that the majority of both Republicans and Democrats who live yep. in this country support the right to an abortion of both parties. Yep. So, and not I, just a little bit. It's not like this really close margin. There's a big gap in there. Yeah. So, so it's it's interesting that they use the phrase "out of touch." Um, finally, the last section: a government that's accountable. So the three the three sections under government that's accountable: preserve our constitutional freedoms hold Washington accountable and restore the people's voice. So under well, you know how you, you know how you hold Washington accountable. How's that? You attack the Capitol and have an insurrection. Oh, I thought you were I thought you were setting up a joke. <laughs> no, that was I'm only good for sarcasm today. <laughs> OK, I was ready. I was ready for a punchline. I was like, oh, no. wait, no, that's not funny. <laughs> No, it's not, but it's not true. funny. It's not funny at all. Um, and to preserve our constitutional freedoms, this is the only mention of abortion here. There's a little phrase that says, protect the lives of unborn children and their mothers. That's all that says. And what we know is that every state that is um, trying to ban abortions has various um, iterations of that so we'll you know ban abortions but maybe not in case of rape and incest but some states are like nah we don't care about that um other states are like you know for uh, absolutely no reason there there are people within the state trying to push this for absolutely no reason at all you know we're we're we're, we're banning we're banning abortion um i'm Except not sure how you but they're not they're not protecting the lives of of the mothers i was you go run run with it because I just about to, I just about to go there too. They're not they're not protecting the lives of the mothers by putting these, you know, blanket, um, no abortion for anybody for any reason. That's forced pregnancy. Yes, you're forcing pregnancy. You're forcing, um, uh, you know, someone that can carry a child to do that, regardless of the impact on um the person carrying the child yeah i read a great i read a great again another great article that was written by um a republican mother she's the mother of three she's republican but she is has been since overturning roe v wade come out really in support of making sure abortion services are accessible because she simply says i mean she goes we are basically one paycheck away from poverty. If I were to get pregnant, 
that's putting over us over the edge. I cannot afford another child. I don't, she goes philosophically, I don't agree with abortions, but if I get pregnant again, I might have to get one because I can't afford, we can't afford another mouth to feed. We literally can. And the fact that, that I don't even have that option. She goes, at least there was some comfort knowing I had the option, even if it's an option I didn't really want to take, but at least I had it. Now you're trying to say, you don't, you're trying to take at least that option away from me. Do you have any idea what this will do to my family? And no, I'm not going to give my child up for adoption. (laughs) Right. Right. And, and coming back to their preamble, you know, saying that others are out of touch. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And, and the, the maternal death rate for women of color, um, you know, uh, that are, that are pregnant and uh, is much higher. It's what is it? Eight times higher. And, and we have all the quote unquote developed countries in the world. We have the highest um, maternal death rate, maternal, maternal, what is it? Maternal, not uh, deliver. What am I trying to say? Moms delivering babies. Yes, pregnant women. Pregnant women delivering babies, maternal, that maternal death rate. I don't want to say just all mothers dying, having a brain. Right. You know, sorry. So there we go. Uh, So the other, the other thing in that preserve our constitutional freedoms is guarantee religious freedom. And when they say that, we know what they mean. And what they mean is we are going to sanction discrimination based on a person's uh, religious intolerance. So how does this show up? We've seen this show up in many ways. We've seen this show up in people terminating employment or refusing services mm-hmm. or certain uh, health care based on a business owner's religious, um, what do you call it, uh, views. So recently we had, we had a, a, a corporation that decided they didn't want they didn't want to um, their employees um, had health insurance and the health insurance was covering the anti HIV drug. Uh, there's a drug you can take that's actually a preventative drug from picking yep. up HIV prep. prep. And they were like, Nope, we don't want access to prep because if you have prep, that means you're going to go out and have gay sex. And we, and, and homosexuality is against our religious beliefs. So no prep for you. Made it all the way to Supreme Court and the Supreme Court sided with them. There's so much wrong in that. So much, so much, so much wrong. What you're basically saying is um, we're okay with you dying, one. Two, they seem to conveniently forget HIV is not a homosexual disease. Right. Like we, we, we figured that out way back, late 80s, early 90s, right? It's not so. So you are you are you are risking the lives of individuals, regardless of their their sexual orientation or identity. Like it's you know the 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 coach who is like you know praying at the fifty yard line and says, "Oh yeah, it's optional. Students don't have to participate." But you interview the students and they're like, yeah, we kind of need to like it's it's right. understood that if we don't participate in that, 
um you know we don't we may not get the choice please so it's it's oh my god so well I, let me just add a little around the aids thing is the fastest you know that it's not it's not an illness for homosexualities the fastest growing population of those infected with aids are women are you and saying are you saying this is, a, this is an anti-women party yeah, apparently, yes, that, it is. That we yeah. to say. No, an anti-woman party in insofar as keeping them, you know, in safe, and, safe, safe and alive. <laughs> yes, keeping yeah. them in the kitchen. Um, <sighs> but oh, they're they're um, it's increasing almost four times as fast among women than any other population. All right, any other yes. group. This, so, and and coming back to what we were talking about in terms of. Um, protecting lives of unborn children and their mothers, guaranteeing religious freedom by mm -hmm. you're actually um, contradicting yourself. You say you guarantee religious freedom, but you're not allowing, because for some people that's to have an anti-abortion law does go against yes. uh, religious belief. For some people, yes. Faith, you know. For some faith. So it what it does. means is guarantee Christian religion. There you go. And not just Christian. Let's be clear. There, there are some, there are some pro-abortion Christians out there, right? There are some yep. very liberal Christians yes. who are yes. for this. Far so, right, far right. So so far right, ultra conservative, maybe yes. even evangelical Christian religious freedoms. Yeah. Let's go with that. Um, safeguard the Second Amendment. Again, that beating that whole horse horse to death. It, you know, more guns and more people being able to have guns and you know, and be able to have assault rifles that um, yes, and um, be able to shoot anyone they want and be okay right. with it. That's not an exaggeration. Yeah. Please visit states that have stand your ground laws. Um, that's a real that's a real thing. Um, and then and, the last bullet for a government that's accountable. Yeah, restore, the, restore people's the people's voice. voice and special treatment for members of Congress by repealing proxy voting. Increase accountability in the election process through voter ID, accurate voter rolls, and observer access. So that last part is all the things that equal voter suppression, mm -hmm. especially that accurate voter rolls. That's code for we're going to purge voter rolls. Mm -hmm. So you may have been registered to vote, and all of a sudden they decide they want to purge voter rolls, voter rolls, and suddenly you're not. So every election please check to make sure that you are an observer access what that basically means in essence is uh we're gonna send folks to intimidate you at the polls we're gonna send folks yep. to apparently quote unquote witness that mm -hmm. uh there's no quote unquote discrepancies in the voting process but it's basically boiling down to uh intimidation we don't need additional voter access. There are already people there working the polls. That Those are the well, only people that need to be there. Well, and observer access is also part of that, you know, the, all these voter suppression laws. Mm -hmm. um, one of them about observer access is the, no, no, we you're not allowed to get a ride to the voting place because right, right. we don't know where you've been or who that person is. Or um, get get water or food in line when you're waiting yep, yep. or take your mail-in, drop in your mail-in yep, mail ballot for someone else, uh, right. you know, all that kind of nonsense. The vote uh, and the voter ID, they, yes. you know, places that have laws that you need a voter ID have made it almost impossible for many people, especially 
people of uh, color to actually get a voter ID because you have to have this this documentation, this documentation, this right. documentation um, to get a voter ID. Exactly, exactly. I'm bringing to mind. I'm, do you remember the whole Cyber Ninjas thing? Remember, remember when they they didn't trust the uh, the end result of the Arizona count and they bought in this. Uh, way after the fact this this team yes. of experts to to go over to go over yeah. the votes uh you know and there was a whole like conspiracy of voting paper from made out of bamboo from china or some nonsense and, yep. and then when it's all said and done they they ended up actually finding more votes for biden right even though they were they were bought in by republicans who yep. didn't quote unquote trust the election process um, so whenever you hear this uh, trust in, we can't trust the election process or we have doubts about the election process, again, that's the that's the code for we don't want to accept the results if we lose. That's that's what that is, because because when Republicans win, no one's are no one's going like, hmm, maybe something suspicious happened here. Right. They're definitely yeah. not doing that. Um, but yeah, so so. So the, the, the lack of trust in the election process is through um, denying the results and denying right. that, that there's good processes in place. And they have been, again, again, if you look at how much voter fraud actually happens, it is so minuscule, it like is statistically nil, practically. And when you drive into the details, they end up being people mostly from the party that's complaining about it the most. And it's right. and it's and it's quite comical, actually. Um, so the, the yeah, I, I, and in their preamble, I you know what I would encourage anyone to do in the preamble, they have the sentence that says, "Unfortunately, over the past two years, Democrats in Washington have led America off track. They created crisis after crisis, from crippling inflation, rampant crime, failing schools, border chaos, disrespect for our nation across the globe." I, I got a pause. I'm like, okay, people just. Go back a little further than just oh, no, two no. years. We can't do that. We can't. We can't do that. It's like these. We can't. We can't. We can't, do, we can't do that. Yeah. Um. What was? Wait. What else happened over the last two years that might have impacted our experience? Oh yeah, that's right. A pandemic. Oh right. Oh yeah, that thing. That that thing. Um. So I would like to go on record by saying I do not consent to this commitment or this relationship at no, all. I do not <laughs> consent. <laughs> In the least bit, and you too can show your lack of consent. But please, again, head into the polls and vote in, making some phone calls to your to your Congress people, um, checking to make sure you are registered to vote, even if you think you've been all this time. You don't want any surprises when you show up at the polls. Make sure you're registered to vote. If you're not registered, yes. get registered to vote. Um, all you got to do is Google how do I register to vote. It's that simple. Um, yeah. And you will get ways to do Dr. that. Dr. Google will help you. Dr. Google will help you if you are a person. Now, there's a trusted doctor. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, come like, on. I think, I think we just fell off the rails with this show and that <laughs> statement. Um, if, you are, if you are a person who you know that get into the polls on election day will be an issue, whether it's you can't take uh, the time from work or they, uh, you may be a person who has transportation issues. Uh, maybe you are disabled and your uh, poll in place does not have accommodations for you. You, uh, you know, mail, uh, depending on where you live, you can mail in a ballot. 
you can do advanced yep. voting. There, there are ways you can get around that, but it requires you to not wait till November 12th. That's election day, right. yeah? Yeah, November 12th. Um, so please go ahead and do that. We know you're not going to do anything on the 11th because I believe that's when Black Panther 2 is coming out, Wakanda Forever, on November 11th. I know all y'all going to be in the theaters uh, on, on that day. So um, make sure you have things in place and ready to go. Um, I know I am I am registered. I requested a mail-in ballot, but just to make sure I'm around in case the ballot didn't show up like it didn't for my last opportunity vote. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm shelving my Barbados trip till November 15th. I want to make sure that I am here uh, to cast a vote. Please cast your vote. Again, this is about creating, this is about the creating the, the, the world we want to live in, a world of, of love and justice and liberation and equity. And, and it just doesn't happen by us um, imagining it or holding an attention and intention. Those two things are the beginning of the process. But part of that process is we live, we live in a, we live in a constitutional Republic. We elect representatives who make the laws. So, you know, if we're not liking the laws and the experiences that we have, we need different representation to go vote. Well, and, and and bringing it back to, um, that, uh, while it's certainly, you know, you hear from us, Democrat, Republic, Republic, Democrat, you know, Republican, like this, you know, party bashing, um, also encouraging, really want to make it clear for people to, to really look at the details yes. and vote for, you know, vote from your conscience, not because you're registered Republican or registered Democrat or anti this and, but what is really the right thing? And we, you know, certainly pulled apart this commitment to America thing because it's vague. And when we keep the the reality is, is when we keep things vague in our life, our life stays vague. If you want a different world, if you want more equity, everything you just said, got to get out of vagueness. Exactly. Yeah, that's my soapbox. That's a good. That's a good note to end on. Get up. Get okay. out of vagueness. There's a whole lot of other state around. There's other states besides vagueness. There we go. Yes. All right. <laughs> and we. I know I'd get a sore bad Vegas joke in there somewhere. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, that is it for today. Uh, and if you happen to be watching on Facebook, I don't think we remembered to mention that, but uh, we stream this live on Facebook. And um, on Tuesdays and Fridays at 3 p.m. ish. Um, and we'll be hitting up some headlines on Friday. As always, visit projectsanctus.com to see all the things that we do, all the opportunities that we have, and ways that you can support us. So until next time. Let's see- get our holy on. Yeah, say the thing. Say the thing. Let's get our holy on. There you go.